Hello and welcome. I'm Sofiko and this is Creative Minds Speaking, a podcast where I have conversations with creative industry professionals, bringing into the spotlight those incredible people who are behind the scenes of art and entertainment is the main goal of this podcast. In today's episode, I am excited to chat with Annalise Rivera. Currently, she works as paralegal at Rimas Entertainment, a company that provides services for content creators and works with such big names in the industry as Bad Bunny. And more than that, she also is a regional vice chair of communications for Women in Music Puerto Rico. Hello, Annalise. So lovely to have you today. Hi. Thank you, Sofiko. It's nice to be here. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Me too. Uh, usually I start uh, with the background of the guest. So could you please talk a little about that? Uh, certainly. So I am a lawyer, as uh, you might know. Um, mm-hmm. I studied mar- uh, marketing in college. And after that, I decided to study law. And I concentrated mostly on copyrights, trademarks, and everything that had to do with intellectual property for, those were like my, um, uh, my electives, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I worked as a lawyer for about four years. And finally, I decided to um, go for my dream of studying at Berkeley. So mm-hmm. um, I went to Berkeley in Valencia to study global entertainment and music business. Mm-hmm. And before going to this program, you were a, what what type of lawyer? I was working mostly with like family law, estates. Um, I'm a notary public as well. So basically just a little bit of like the general um, law that civil lawyers practice. Mm-hmm. I was working with my mom. She She's a lawyer as well and... She has her own office, so I was helping her out. Okay. And when was the moment when you realized that you want to be a music business lawyer? Um, I pretty much... Okay, so I went into law school thinking that I wanted to work in business. Mm -hmm. But then I started taking all of those copyrights classes and the trademarks classes. And I was like, you know, this this is more aligned with what I like and what I would like to do because I've always been like a really musical person and I've always been interested in working in the music industry in some way, but I didn't want to be an artist. I wanted to be part of like an artist team. So um, I was in law school. I had a few friends that were studying over at Berkeley in Boston and I went to visit them for a summer, I took, they were taking uh, summer classes. So I went with them to a few and they were just so great. And I fell in love with Berkeley. So that that same summer I decided I was going to look for information to do a master's at Berkeley once I was done with, um, with law school. So that kind of came together and open like a, 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 this curiosity for me in terms of the music business. It's something I've always been like tuned into. And I think it was after Hurricane Maria for like happened for us. 
the person that I was with was like, you know, I think this is the time to go to Berkeley and, and fulfill that dream of yours because it's everybody's kind of like reinventing themselves and just starting new things that they didn't do before. Didn't, they didn't do before because of, of the whole aftermath of the hurricane. So that's when I applied and, and I got in thankfully and, and I went to Berkeley. It was one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Um, I feel like lawyers are such important people at any company and um, there is so much responsibility because before signing any tiny paper, you should always consult with the lawyer. I guess my question is um, how you're not afraid of all this responsibility and like, does it come with time, with confidence, with experience? <laughs> well, I... I do feel a lot of responsibility. <clears throat> What happens a lot in the music industry is that mo a lot of times lawyers aren't really valued. They're kind of seen as like an aftermath. Like when you get in the tr into trouble, that's when you look for a lawyer instead of being like, okay, I'm going to plan this well. I'm going to get a lawyer to look over these things and, you know, I'll be as protected as possible. So in a lot of ways, we're just like, the problem solvers and, and not, you know, I, I wish what a lot, a lot of artists and companies would do was like consult a lawyer, an attorney before they did anything. And that's been happening a lot, you know, because now there's independent artists and there's a lot of independent record companies and publishing companies. And they're like, okay, how can I do this in a way that's going to be best for me? Mm -hmm. So I have been, you know, getting people, it, I've been trying to get people to do that. Like, you don't even have to pay millions or thousands of dollars. You can just, you know, consult a lawyer. It's not going to be that much money. Just see what you can do and, you know, mm -hmm. figure it out. But uh, the way it's been so far for a lot of us has been like, okay, so now you're in trouble. Now, you know, we have to fix this mess. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, but it is a lot of responsibility. Uh, for a long time, I, I took that responsibility home with me, you know, just a lot of going over it in my head and being a little like overthinking, overthinking it and whatnot. But You know, eventually you reach a point where you're like, okay, you know, the responsibility ends here. And I did as much as I could do, basically. Mm -hmm. Got you. Great. And yeah, definitely consulting a lawyer should be, I think, in the music business. Now, let's talk about your current role. So was it hard for you to get a job once you graduated from music business program with a master's degree? And what helps you? to get this position at Dreamers Entertainment? So I think everything worked out for me in terms of, of timing. I got here, I got back here in July of last year and I started looking for a job immediately. I was willing to relocate. So I was looking basically anywhere. But the company where I work at, they started... Um, getting an interest in having like their in their own attorneys in in-house attorneys. So I remember I somebody 
that I didn't know back then wrote to me on, on September of last year and was like, hey, can I get your resume? And I'm like, yeah, here's my resume. And I never heard back. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I saw that there was this job for a paralegal in Puerto Rico, which is the ideal situation that I could you know, stay here and do what I love. And I applied. You know, um, you don't need to be a lawyer to be a paralegal. You can get certified to be a paralegal. But I figured, you know, with my experience that I could possibly get that job. So I did it anyways. And I was lucky enough to have a great interview. And the whole process was so exciting for me. I didn't even know that I was interviewing for the company that I'm working at. So they called me and they're like, hey, we got an interview for you. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, Okay, you know, so great. (laughs) And and, and my my boss, she told me, um, somebody's going to call you to schedule an interview. I'm like, okay, great. So when the person calls me, it's like, hey, it's so-and-so from Remus. And I'm like, Remus? Like, are you kidding me? I was so excited. Like, I've, I've always wanted to work at Rimas. The whole time I was at Berkeley, I said, I want to work at Rimas. And that's that's exactly, you know, how it happened. And I think it was a lot of, like, good timing and me having that extra layer of education. Mm-hmm. Because I knew things about the music industry, specifically about the music industry. Like, I didn't have a lot of experience working in it. But I did get that education, so that was great, and and yeah, it all worked out. Like I got, I had an interview on a Friday, and not a week had passed, and I was already working at the company. It's amazing. It's amazing. incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was. I was so excited. I am excited still. I love my job. Uh, you said you always wanted to work at this company. Uh, can you tell us why and what Dumas does and? Uh, what are your responsibilities at the company right now? Okay, so basically, I am a huge fan of Bad Bunnies. I think uh, anybody who went to Berkeley Valencia with me knows that. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And so I was investigating in terms of like where he's at because I, I had heard a lot that he was an independent artist. I didn't know whether... He was working with an independent company or, or he was like legit completely independent doing everything with a team of his own. And through that, I discovered Remus and I realized, you know, wow, these people, they're a force to be reckoned with. You know, they're big in 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 Latin America. They have offices in Chile, Mexico, in, in Colombia, like a, just a bunch of places. Uh, in the Dominican Republic as well. So they're serious about what they're doing and they, you know, they're moving ahead very fast, very strong. And I said, you know, I really would love to be a part of this company to because I want it to be also part of its growth, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's a company that's basically starting out if if you consider like these major labels have been around forever Um, and they've been so successful so quickly. I was like, yeah, I, I want to be part of that that whole thing. Like, I want to see it grow. I want to grow with it. 
And that's that's why, I'm, why I wanted to work at Rimas. Um, I basically, you know, being a paralegal, um, I've been, especially at, at this kind of a company, uh, I feel like I've been given a lot of different challenges and, and tasks that I normally wouldn't have gotten in another company. So that's really, it's been such a huge learning experience for me. I'm so happy about it and I'm, I'm really looking forward to growing within the company. Um, I, I mostly work with releases with like music releases. So just basically a lot of contracts and, and dealing with like the, I don't negotiate anything, but uh, I get like all of the aftermath and we do the contracts and we send them out, but it's basically just a little bit of everything. Sometimes it trickles down and, and I get to do new things and it's, everything is super exciting. It's, it's a, it's a very big learning opportunity. This is such an incredible and inspiring story. I just love the fact how you went from being a fan of Verbani to actually working at this company. This is crazy. I love it. Thank you for sharing this story with me. Uh, but now, when you're actually working at this company, um, what is the best part of working there? And maybe there's something that you don't really like? There's nothing I can say that I don't like. I mean, we're working in the music industry at a really weird time. So there's no concerts. That's that's pretty much the only thing I don't like because it hasn't happened, you know? Like there are no concerts. I haven't seen the aspect of the live industry yet in there. But other than that, you I mean the company has given me a great opportunity. I'm learning a lot. My my um mi compañero. Oh my goodness. Colleagues. Yes, thank you. My colleagues. <laughs> They're amazing. You know, we're all one of the things I like the most is that, you know, a lot of us are really young. They gave really young people an opportunity to be in the music industry and grow with it. And I think that's amazing. No, that's definitely amazing. That's that's where the progress is. Yeah, definitely. Um now let's change topic a little bit and talk. Who else could I talk? Um, with about this thing as slavery con contract um, people have been talking about slavery contracts in the music industry for a while already and Kanye West recently posted his contracts um, on Twitter um, do you think you could explain to those who don't know what is meant by slavery contract and what is your opinion on this Kanye's move so It's it's a very complex thing, the whole Kanye West thing. Once you sign a record deal, there are a lot of things that you're signing away in exchange for support and money and marketing and, you know, just basically having the whole thing available. Uh, you get, you know, you get a recording, um you can get a recording advance or just get like all of the recording covered and then the company recovers. You can get all the marketing covered. You can get an advance for yourself as well. You know, there's a lot of things that recording companies provide that you would normally get being an independent, a completely independent artist. So I didn't go into detail reading Kanye's West contract because I mean, wow, it's just, 
an insane amount. And, you know, uh, major labels and, and a lot of other companies, they're famous for making these humongous contracts and artists just like being so excited about it. They sign it and they don't read it. They didn't consult a lawyer. And then they're like, oh, you know, I'm trapped in a contract. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where the, that's where our, that's where we're the most useful, you know, before you sign anything, mm-hmm. consult a lawyer. So I don't know uh, how, you know, obviously Kanye has a ton of money now, but he, he didn't start that way. So I don't yeah. know if he ever did consult a lawyer, um, if he read, if he read it, you know, very calmly and like, um, so he might've been like, you know what? I see money. I'm just going to sign this. And mm-hmm. that's what happened, you know? And, and I did see that he got enormous advances and the way that the company recovers the advances depends on what they agreed to. Like if they agreed to, for him to give them a part of his live a part of his uh, obviously you know they get something from the music uh but maybe they get something from merch maybe they get you know maybe they could even include appearances on movies on tv they could also get sync like money from his sync so there's a lot of possibilities and i know he's complaining about it he wants to buy out the music but it's also like the company doesn't have to sell you the music. Yeah. They don't. I mean, you signed a contract. It's legal. It's binding. You know, you have to deal with the consequences because you didn't, you know, consult anybody before so that you would have that option to buy out your music. A lot of contracts mm-hmm. have, um, and even it's it's in the U.S., there's, um, there's a specific amount of time that goes by where you can get your music back, but it's, you know, it's a hefty amount of years. Um, so that could be, you know, if, if it's worth it to the company, he could probably offer them something and, and he can get his music back. But if the company is making more money off of it than what he can give them, I don't think they're going to do anything and, and they don't have to either. They had to recover those millions of dollars and the, the important thing here is that we're missing, we have the contracts, but we're missing the accounting. So we don't really know how much money they have made off of his music. Um, if, if they've recovered, depending on what they agreed to, if they've recovered that, if they haven't, you know, it's, it's very complicated. It, the, seeing the contracts is just like a piece of the puzzle, if you will. Mm-hmm. But he um, describes this whole thing as slavery. Uh, would you like? Would you say that it's a slavery contract that he had? Uh... Well, you know as well as I do that. Um, For those who don't know, the, yeah, there was a time. There was a time where, if you didn't sign with a major label, you were nothing. You wouldn't get anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and 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 that isn't really like long ago you know um this whole opportunity for independent companies and independent artists is really recent so by the time kanye west came out like the first that was the way it was like 
if you if you're not signed to a major company, you're not getting anywhere. And they were using that to their advantage. You know, they mm-hmm. were trying to get as much as they could because they're giving you all of these tools and and you know, uh, they could have locked him in that contract for eternity. They could have mm-hmm. locked him in that contract for an X amount of years after he's recovered. Um, you know, so it's really the way that majors used to work. It was, it was, you know, it, it was very, con- it is very controversial and it was, and there have been a lot of lawsuits and all that stuff, but unfortunately that's the way it was. I, I know that now they're kind of, uh, adjusting they're adjusting more to the reality um of how it's working now because a lot of independent artists have had huge chances a lot of artists Mm -hmm. even started with a major label and then they changed to being an independent artist and they're doing great so Mm -hmm. they have to offer something else they have to be a little bit more let's say like a little nicer We'll say that because they have to loosen up a little bit, you know, because they know that people have been getting huge chances outside of major labels. So they have to make Mm -hmm. it interesting for the person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Another thing that I wanted to ask uh, is that after Despacito, probably Latin Mm. music market really boomed, not really in Russia, but in general it did. (laughs) And, um, I guess my question is, what are your predictions for the future of Latin music market? Oh, I mean, you are no, you have no idea how, I mean, I cannot listen to Despacito one more time. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The first week at Valencia, in, this is July 2018. My first week there, I heard somebody in Spain playing Despacito on like uh, on a piano. I'm like, I cannot escape this song. Like I can go so far from my home and I cannot ex- escape the song. It's crazy. I heard it all over Europe in different mm-hmm. ways. So Despacito not only was like, humongous for Latin music, but it was also really big for Luis Fonsi. Luis Fonsi had been huge, like in the 2000s. You know, I I loved Luis Fonsi. I got all of his albums and then like out of nowhere he just kind of disappeared. And then suddenly he comes out with Despacito. It's huge, huge, huge. It's everywhere. And it was big. It was big for us because He's Latino, he's Puerto Rican, and he has all these other Latinos, Puerto Ricans in in his album, in that song. And it was just like like opening Pandora's box for me. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, that song was huge. We should get, you know, we should start working with Latin artists. And the only thing that I see and, and I'm really excited about is that a lot of U.S. artists and, uh, you know, artists from all over the world, they're meshing with Latin artists. They're doing a lot of Spanish-English music, which is amazing. That You wouldn't have heard that a long time ago. Like, you wouldn't have heard that at all. And my prediction, honestly, is that it's going to continue to keep growing because it's 
Latin music is fun. You know, people like to have fun. They like to dance. And if you like reggaeton, reggaeton has evolved so much from what it used to be. Like, there is a lot of reggaeton like the way it used to be, but there's also like this commercial reggaeton, which was which is what Daddy Yankee does, Osuna, you know, and Despacito was it is that it's like it's commercial reggaeton and and I'm seeing people like I mean Cardi B is Latina, yes, but she sings she doesn't sing in Spanish. She mm -hmm. she just doesn't, you know, she's a rapper. And and the fact that she did I like it with J Balvin and Bad Bunny, that was huge. That was another song that you couldn't escape from. Um, it was on the top of the Billboard charts forever. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's just it's time. It's time to that the Latin artists get their their time in in the spotlight. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love it. You do. You do. I know. <laughs> it's fun it's really fun and it's really cool to see how it comes together like if they'll do like half rap half or they'll do reggaeton over they'll do rapping over a reggaeton beat and it's just really cool to see it's it's it it lends itself to a lot of creativity mm -hmm. definitely um I also wanted to discuss uh, very quickly um, how important it is for you to be part of women in music community and representing Puerto Rico there. And do you see a um, positive influence of this community in Puerto Rico? Oh, definitely. So this is really fun, uh, the way things work here, because it kind of like everybody knows everybody, even if they, you're like from the... And the far side of the island, you know somebody that knows somebody over there, you know? And and it was really kind of, I'm telling you, it was, it was perfect timing for everything. I came back from Berkeley in July last, uh, last year, right? So this person adds me on Instagram and they're like, hey, I studied at Berkeley too. Um, I want to meet up with you. I'm like, okay, cool. So we meet up like literally the day the day before she's about to leave for LA because she worked in LA. And she's like, I wanted to meet with you because I want to start Women in Music in Puerto Rico. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are organizations here for people who are in the music industry, but it's really not that widespread like I didn't even know about it until I went into women in music and the problem here is that there's a lot of musicians there's a lot of musicians but there's no organization to bring those people together mm -hmm. so there's really nobody uh, giving them any orientation in terms of what to do when you're an independent artist like how do you join ASCAP? How do you join BMI? What do mm -hmm. I do now? How do I get my checks? How do I put my music on Spotify? You know, which distributor is the best one? So that's the standpoint that we're coming off of. Like we want to educate people. So this person's name is Paola, like the one, the person that went to Berkeley. 
and she she did go to Valencia like maybe one or two years before I did. So that was that was cool. Um, she we met up with a bunch of other girls she had already been recruiting, and we started Women in Music. And I mean, honestly, it's been very challenging because of COVID. We can't meet up, we can't see each other. We don't, you know, I can't really offer them much. But we we have been trying to compensate for that in terms of like giving online resources and, and opportunities. Um, it's great. It's great. I mean, I have seen uh, other women in music members asking within the group, like, hey, I have this job. Do any of you have experience for this job? You know, it, it's the kind of thing that lends itself to more conversation, more union, uh, more education. We can start getting links. It's all about the networking in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And and it's been really, I've met, I didn't know a single female entertainment lawyer here. And I've already met like four. They're so great. They've even worked with, with Rimas, um, it, it, you know, representing artists. So it was, it's just been really, really great. Um, I didn't even know, but um, one of the girls that works at the office joined Women in Music. I didn't know. I hadn't met her in person yet. I still haven't met her in person. But she was like, hey, you work in Rima's, right? I'm like, yeah, you work in Rima's? Like, yeah, I work in Rima's. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're both in Women in Music. That's great. You know, and I'm just really looking forward to a time where we can sit down, talk. You know, we have people who... Uh, uh, our our mentor right now is Daddy Yankee's manager. Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. First of all, that's big, yeah. And like in within our group, there's um, Rao Alejandro's manager, which is super cool. There are attorneys. There are people who studied law. There are musicians. Like I'm, I'm just really excited to put the word out there. Like, hey, these are the people who are in our in our in our organization. People you can learn from, people who you can listen to, people who are here to give and receive tools that will help them in the future. That's that's basically the mission, you know. Uh, not only get together, but also for it to be women because there's a lot of female representation that needs to join the music industry. We're here. We want to be part of it and being together is the best way to move forward. Totally agree. I, I just love that you're a part of this community and just supporting other women and helping each other. It's so important. Yeah. Um, What are your life highlights? Oh, boy. My life highlights. Okay, so definitely getting into law school. That was a really weird time for me because I had been studying marketing. I had no idea I wanted to study law. But then I found myself like, oh, I'm going to graduate now. What do I do? So I just literally went for law only for law at two universities and one of them was like yeah you're in um you just you know you need to pay to reserve your seat and i was like no i'm gonna wait for the other one because the other one is 
like more prestigious and stuff. So I let that deadline pass. And then the other one said, you're in. And I was like, okay, good, great. Like, this is, this is it. And, and law school was, I mean, oh boy, challenging is, is an understatement. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was great. Like I, it, I met so many great people. I learned so much. It helped me find my way. And those, uh, so then obviously graduating, then passing the bar, these are like huge highlights for my career. And, and then being accepted into Berkeley. That was like, I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, we were supposed to find out like at a, for before a certain date. And I was freaking out because I didn't know anything. And it was like the last day that they were saying like, whether you got in or not. And, I remember um, my interview with Emilian, and, and for those who don't know, Emilian is like the department director for the global entertainment and music business um, department. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, my interview with him, I felt like I bombed. Like it was so terrible. And, yeah, and I felt I, the same. <laughs> yeah, I am historically bad at interviews. I, I know that. Uh, so there was a point in our interview where he's like, Okay, I see all of your paperwork. I see what you've done. I like all of this, but I still don't know who you are. We've been in this interview for like half an hour. I don't know what you want, who you are. Why do you want to be in the music industry? And I was just like, oh my God, um, you know? And, mm-hmm. but I got like the, the literally like the last day we were supposed to find out, I was going out to eat or something. I check my phone, like I, I go to disconnect it from the charger and I see the email and I just like drop to my knees and I'm like, I got in. <laughs> it was, I was the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I have, you know, it was great. And the trip to Spain was awful. But once I was there, you know, it was like, wow, something else. It was really something else. I understand you so well. I also felt like I failed the interview. And I also was the happiest person on earth when I received the um, acceptance letter. And studying and like doing masters at Berkeley will forever stay as one of the coolest moments in my life for sure. Now, let's talk success. How would you define success for yourself? Well, success for myself has always been like me being comfortable where I'm at in in terms of like monetary things and happy at my work and just like close being close to my family. Mm-hmm. The whole thing about, you know, me being in the music industry was like I could there was a big possibility that I wasn't going to be able to stay here. And even though I'm not particularly fond of the heat and our government and, you know, a lot of things and the hurricanes, especially my whole family's here. So I was like, I want to try and find a way to stay here and, you know, be able to do what I love. And and that's what I've been able to do. I'm so lucky and, and happy to be at this point. You know, there's always room for improvement, but I feel like, especially after Berkeley, where everyone was like, I can't find a job. 
I can't find a job. I can't find a job. You know, it's just like really stressful. Oh well, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and and it, for a long time, um, I was like, well, I haven't gotten a job. I haven't gotten a job. I haven't gotten a job. You know, I didn't want to stay where I was my entire life. So I was like, I'm, I might have to go. And and it was just, you know, perfect. I, I, you know, the timing was so perfect that my interview was the week before we went on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Like that's how amazing that timing was. Yeah, I'm so happy it worked out for you. At the end, I ask some very quick questions. Um, do you think you could recommend any book, movie, and song to our listeners? Okay, definitely the everything you need to know about the music industry book. If you're even remotely interested in the music industry. I personally like it really like a lot. Uh, I I remember reading reviews about it and people being like, oh, this is too technical or whatever. It's like, no, it's not. Maybe it's because I'm a lawyer. I don't know. But (laughs) I find it really entertaining. It's very, very, uh, it's like packed with education. And definitely it, it tackles all aspects of the music industry. So definitely look for that. In terms of, um movies i honestly like i'm just such a huge comic book person like that's pretty much the only thing i watch superhero movies or like star wars that kind of stuff okay so i wouldn't really know what to tell you in terms of a movie (laughs) it's just basically like that i'm not a big movie person i'm more of a series person Okay. So I watch a lot Maybe of series. series. Yeah, I would definitely say Mandalorian and um, Bob's Burgers. If you haven't watched Bob's Burgers, it's incredibly funny. Um, okay. And a song. Well, a song. There's so many. Oh, um, I recently something- discovered this artist called Snow the Product. She's been around forever, but um, my one of my supervisors brought her to my attention. She's a Mexican rapper. She's incredible. I would say the song Bilingue, Bilingual, mm-hmm. uh, Snow the Product, yes. And also definitely Dakiti by Bad Bunny. I know you love that song. <laughs> I, am in, I, I am in love. I couldn't stop dancing. I couldn't. I was just dancing nonstop and listening to it. And I had to go um, to, to the interview with Maris. And I was listening to it in the in the car. And then in the car when I was driving back, it was just nonstop It's so good. Head. It's so good. I mean... The reason why I want to, you know, to work with Bad Bunny in some sort of, of, of way is because of how amazing and how different and how creative. Like, it's it's so different from traditional reggaeton or trap, you know? So listening to that song, it has a beat you can dance to, but it's not traditional reggaeton or trap. So you're like holy crap this is amazing i remember watching the video and just smiling just being like yeah. holy crap this is so good and seeing bad bunny wear a skirt i was like oh my god <laughs> i mean wow yeah he's something i cannot wait to party with you at his concert one day i am oh my god uh he he had a concert this year he had to cancel it I'm just excited to see, like, just once COVID stops being a threat, 
I know, you know, well, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. This is the first that he'll do a conference. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm definitely going to go. I don't know. I don't care what I have to do, what I have to, you know, how much it is. I'll go to the concert. I definitely want to be there, especially because, you know, after he did his last album, he's he has released more music. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. There's going to be like even newer things. And it's yeah, going to be, be like five hours concert. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did a whole other album after he did Yo Hago Lo Que Me De La Gana. So it's going to be an even, I don't know, it's, it's definitely going to be different. He has to include yeah. different songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. I'm telling you, I cannot wait to go to a concert. Yeah, I feel you, yeah. You went to a concert. <laughs> yeah, but like... <laughs> I want to go to the to the concert of my favorite artists, okay? Yes, yes. No, yeah, it's it's a lot. I saw I saw that everybody was wearing masks, so that's very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush? Holy cow. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I used to have like a list and I forgot. Like you you asked me and it just went away. But I would have to include Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Classic celebrity crush for everybody. And he's also like very political. I, I feel like he's on the right path. So let's say that one. Okay. Um, what is the most useless talent that you have? Oh, my I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, I have a lot of like hobbies, um, but I like to use my my talents. So I don't really, I don't know. You don't. You don't feel like they're useless. Okay, I don't feel like they're it. useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, the last question that we gotta like end the episode with is. Who inspires you the most? Let's say that like my family, my friends, and definitely like Puerto Ricans in general. I think that after everything that has been going on lately, feels like we haven't really been able to like get up before we get punched again. And how resilient we can be is really is really amazing so i definitely say puerto ricans in general except for puerto ricans who support trump okay no problem (laughs) (laughs) yeah those people (laughs) but honestly this is such a beautiful thing that you just said And I'm so thankful to have you today. You shared so many wise things with us, whether it's something simple as reading a contract before signing it and getting a lawyer or following your dream and being patient. And you're just a real life example of the saying that dreams come true as long as you don't stop and work in that direction. So thank you so, so much. It's been a lovely chat. Thank you. No problem. Take care, my love. I love you. (laughs) 